<laughs> You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. It was a podcasting night like any other, except for the storm that came out of nowhere. They sat around, determined to review this movie, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. But there was something even darker waiting for them. Oh, we're going to do that format? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, then uh, I'm going to uh, 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 start a campfire in the middle of the living room. Bo was, of course, the first to die. Hello! <laughs> Followed by JC. Spoiler alert, I was dead all along. <laughs> and Chris, well, Chris... Hey, the bartender always lives. <laughs> That's mixing movies. Yes, I know. I'm, I, I, I claim the right to do that. Now, we're talking about scary stories to tell in the dark. Now, we're all... I don't know if you were too old to read the books. I uh, read some of them, but I, vaguely, I I misremembered one. I kept thinking I was familiar enough with only one story that I remembered about the girl that had the ribbon around her neck, otherwise her head would fall off. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's old classic. classic. Yeah. The, 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 so... I heard that story when I was a kid around the campfire. Predating this, they right. had, like, the Alfred Hitchcock horror story anthologies, and I've, like, read all of those in the, you know, school library. Uh, but Scary Stories to Tell the Dark was, in the 90s, it was, like, the kids' horror anthology for all the, the weird, creepy, like, you know, stuff that... that you know, our parents would have heard around a campfire or something like that, but somebody, like, actually wrote them all down and was like, here you go. And now uh, horror is actually have, kind of having a moment right now, and not the least of which, Goosebumps, to everyone's surprise, performed really well in the theater, yeah. Yeah. despite the fact they completely buried the sequel, like, spent no money on it and just ditched it to direct the DVD. Which I watched, and not terrible, definitely not it's as good not as the first, because good. the first was, like, yeah. like, you know, surprisingly good, but the second, I mean, the second yeah. one is far from, like, awful. But, and I mean, the mar- that market, that kids' market, is generally the one that they, it's just like, oh, we can dump DVDs onto these kids, and it's not going to cost true. us as much, so. Very true. Yeah. Uh, but Scary Stories was definitely meant for older kids. Like, so if you're thinking, yeah. oh, this is just going to be another Goosebumps, this is not really the same thing. This is for, like, the 13 to 16-year-old crowd, kind of. Uh, maybe, like, they're a, a kid's first introduction into actual horror movies. This is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking throughout this entire movie was, okay, this is the movie, if, if you're a parent and you're a horror fiend and you really, really want to get your kids into to horror, and, you know, and they, they've already seen Goosebumps and they've, they've already seen The Monster Squad, this is your next, next this step. is your, this is like, you know, you've offered them a little pot Hey, maybe it's time for them to do a bump of cocaine. Well, yeah, I'm wondering how, because almost that, that same scenario happened tonight. A friend of mine who, who happens to be named John Carpenter, not that John Carpenter. Sure. Uh, he, uh, he brought his daughter, and his daughter's got to be like like between 13 and 15. Perfect. I, I, I asked her if she had read these books. She goes, no, not really. And then she goes, no, I don't really read at all. 
And she was just kind of that ambivalent 13, 15-year-old teenager that I think is ambivalent to most of the world except for Fortnite. And so I wonder <laughs> I wonder how kids that age are going to react, react to something like well, that. The hope would be that they see it and they like it and they want to go read the books. Yeah. As always, anything that's going to make kids go read books is a good thing. And I think this might actually be a thing for that. Now, whereas for, as, adult, as an adult horror fan, deeply entrenched in, in horror films... There's a lot in here that is certainly very familiar, like hitting a lot of very familiar tropes. I mean, the basic structure is essentially the ring, uh, set as a period piece. There's nothing inherently wrong with that, but you've got director Andre Overdahl, who who you might know from having did the really great horror comedy Troll Hunters or the incredibly creepy movie The Autopsy of Jane Doe, both of which I I would rank very highly kind of essential watches in the genre. So I was very excited here. He was teaming up with uh, Guillermo de Toro, Patrick Melton, and Marcus Dunstan to put this together. All three, obviously, very big names in the horror world. And I'm like, oh, they're actually taking this shit seriously. And I would argue that they are indeed. It is a high-wire balancing act making a horror movie for for younger people that is genuinely supposed to be horrifying and scary, yeah. but knows where that line is, that that line and, is too and far. they really tow it well there in, in this. I will say that to them. They're there's nothing in here incredibly gory. There's, there's, but the, there is definitely the, the, you know, the antagonists or the, the different scenarios that they set up are really creepy. Uh, you know, and as you said, it's nothing that's going to freak out a, you know, hardened, callous horror movie fan. But once again, if you're like, you know, trying to gateway somebody into liking horror, this is a good way to do it. You know, they're, they're, you know, good jump scares there, but nothing that's, you know, you're, you're going to shit your brains out. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you know, a teenager, you're going to be able to handle this without having too many nightmares. And yet, as, as like a proper, you know, horror fan as well, I can admire a lot of the things this film is doing. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's not designed to make me scared. I was constantly impressed with it going like, wow, what a solid group of young actors that they mm-hmm. put together for this and what, uh, like great cinematography at points, just really yeah. well shot. But most of all, and I thought this really echoes the fact everyone always told me about these books. The books are like really old stories you've heard a billion times before, but the illustrations are horrifying and awesome. And this was kind of like the equivalent of that. This is a lot of stuff we've heard before, but the monsters are amazing in this. Uh, but the basic premise is so this, this girl, uh, Stella and her, uh, two friends, they are kind of the out. They're they're not popular in their town. They're they're the Stranger Things kids yes. of the, of their time period, yes. which is here, nineteen sixty eight, on the the eve of the presidential election. It's it's Halloween, and they're right on that that age where it's just like we're we're about to be too old for Halloween. Let's go out and do this. And, and hey, all the the bullies that that have have fucked with us throughout the Halloweens of the past. Let's really sock it to, to yeah. them. We have a plan. To, we have a plan to really fuck with them, which yeah. it goes off really nicely. Yes. But then, of course, they're on the run, and they end up. Uh, well, along the way, they end up meeting this guy Ramon, who is uh, a stranger in town. He's obviously Hispanic, which is this is a very white town. Yeah, this is um, Mills Valley, Pennsylvania, in yeah. the sixties. So, not a lot of brown people, <laughs> and there's. There's some kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge that this is kind of a sunlight town where if you are brown and the sun goes down on you, maybe not a good thing. Right. 
And so they all end up with this guy on the run and they go, Oh, okay. So we, we, we thought we got past that situation, but it's Halloween night. Hey, you're, you're with us now. You want to go see a real haunted house? So they take him to this really cool big old house. It's all boarded up. And they're like, yeah, these kids disappeared here years ago. So they boarded it up, but, but they get inside the house and in the, in the, the process of going through it, they find a secret door and in it they find the, this rooms underground that lead them to telling the story of this family that lived there. The Bellows. The Bellows, who they apparently had this daughter no one ever saw. There was something wrong with her. They well, they, and they were the, the family that, that pretty much founded the, the yeah. town. They, they, the very they, rich they put family. a sawmill in, which hence Mill Valley, yeah. <laughs> and they were, you know, the, 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 the John D. Rockefellers of that small corner of Pennsylvania. And the story, as the story goes, uh, even after she had hung herself, the daughter, uh, who they kept trapped in the house somewhere, presumably the room these kids just found, she, you could go up to a wall and say, tell us a story. And she would tell you a scary story, but it would be the last story you'd ever hear. Yes. Uh, so as it turns out, they find a book that was her book of scary stories and the book starts writing itself, but with new stories, all with the names of the various people who happen to be in the house at this particular time, which are not just the the kids. Other people come into it as well in the length of the scene. And so we end up with a ticking clock on every character. As we know, sooner or later, the book is going to start writing a new story for each one of them. And they've got to figure out what to do, which in very much the ring terms means doing a deep dive into history and we, trying we, to figure out yeah. what, what's going on and, here. And yeah, it's, it's kind of cool because they, they've got that, like, you know, old party boys, three investigators feel of like, oh, we've got to go to the library and, and do some research, kids. Um, but uh, the, it, it's also, it it really took a while for this to kind of get to the point where it's just like, okay, so here's your framing device. Yeah. Because going in, you're not really sure from any of the, the materials available. It's like, oh, is this just going to be like a straight-up anthology? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a that. horror anthology. Yeah. We were watching the framing device, mm-hmm. but it's the, not. When she starts no. reading the first one, it's like, okay, this the movie now is just going to be her sitting on this bed reading story by story. Yeah, right, right. yeah. You, you, for, for a minute there, <laughs> like a hot minute, I was just like, oh, they're going to be, they're going to spend the rest of Halloween in this house, and they're going to be reading the scary stories, yeah. and that's, that's how, no, that's not what's going to happen. It's, yeah. it's basically the ring meets goosebumps, because yeah. like, all the stories from the books are coming true, or new yeah. stories in this particular case, but and, I guess yeah, I'm glad they the- did it the way they did, because as as the book like opens itself and the story is writing itself, it creates really great moments of tension where they're just looking at this thing happening and going, well, fuck, like, there's nothing we can do. Literally nothing we can do. And, like, the stories are, I mean, there's not, like, they're not very stories. They're more like a scenario that plays yeah. out, you know? Well, the, yeah, the stories in the, in the books are, like, three pages long. Each. Are they really? Yeah, yeah, they're super short. So it's like, one of them's like, oh, it's the, the, the corpse looking for its missing toe, and then yeah. there's the, the, the face full of spiders, which, by the way, made me really kind of freak out. I was like, oh, no, 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 stop this movie. Don't do yeah, that. No, there's there's some real there's some real grossness and uh, you know even even if you're a uh, uh, jaded here, uh, yeah, yeah, they 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 really they the the values of the uh, of the, the the design values are great. Uh, 
kind of weird putting it in the, 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 to make the choice to put it in 68. Uh, yeah. Which I assume really... might be like, well, we want to get away from, from technology, even though they're kind of heavy-handed about the, the Nixon election for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I kept <laughs> trying to figure out why they kept coming back to the Nixon election. It was like Because it, he's uh, the real monster. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, and there's constant references to Vietnam. You find out Ramon is actually like a, a draft dodger yeah. and why, why he's like this new guy in town because he's running. And all of these story elements tie into some extent to what the stories are that each kid is getting as the monsters come after them. It has some reflection on them, but it's not a real deep cut into, into yeah. that either. Yeah. I mean, if anything, like I said, the, the, they're kind of half-baked horror ideas, but visually they play out wonderfully. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the, it had to be placed in the 60s just because it had that antiquated way of dealing with with like different issues it's like oh she there's something wrong with her skin maybe there's something wrong with her also psychologically oh, like, I, I, I don't know that might be yeah, the reason for it yes there's, there's no way a hispanic person would be harassed in, in pennsylvania <laughs> <in these days. laughs> my only thought was like what's he doing in pennsylvania Pennsylvania. i was on the, on the fly from from <laughs> new york city and i decided to come into the greater tri-state area <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I think there's a lot of stuff to really like here. It certainly gets off to a slow start. And part of that might be just that I'm like, okay, it's Stranger Things. It's, yeah. it's it, you know, everybody wants to hit that formula right now. I think the and filmmakers really got into painting that picture and kind of enjoying it. And there are some... There's some very Del Toro touches, as insofar as the the bully of the the the, the pick who's like the original antagonist. He really wants you to make sure that you know this guy's a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like goes- we get it. Just like the Nazi captain in Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth, we, you don't have to establish this every time that we see this character. He's, he is a total psychopath of yeah. a kid. <laughs> but he's not in the movie for very long, and soon we are actually like, okay, so there's really only one antagonist, and it's the, uh, what's her name, Sarah? The spooky ghost the lady, Sarah, Sarah Yeah, they're like, oh my god, she's killing us one by one, why is she doing this anyway? There's the, never really any good explanation. No, she's mad. <laughs> yeah, she's just she's mad. She's angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd say this is worth watching, actually, by pretty much anybody who does have a real interest in horror, for especially for monster design, because that alone, I'd say, really sells it. But don't expect this to be the, you know, something that's going to terrify you. Yeah, it's, no. it's you're not, not, this is midsummer. You're not going to yeah. walk out going like, oh, my God, what happened? That really changed the idea of, uh, of Sweden for me. <laughs> you might argue nothing, this, nothing's going to change your mind at this point. You might movie. argue this is going to change uh, things in terms of making adaptations for younger viewers with horror, which is good because I like that they put no I mean, small I, amount of effort here, and usually yeah. even Goosebumps felt kind of lazy. This, I know? think this and, this and Goosebumps have kind of you know they're they're kind of evolving this new form of like not really an anthology but you know not completely an original you know point yeah. A to point B well, work you, even like goosebumps I mean granted goosebumps demographic is like a lot younger than scary yeah. stories but yeah it felt the need to like also be more of a comedy in in stranger things has a lot of the elements too where it has to be funny this doesn't need to be funny, and it's no, really no. not most of the time. Yeah, which is, which is kind of refreshing. Yeah, there, yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of throwaway gags here. You know, there, there's a little bit of like, you know, uh, the two dorks are arguing again thing with the 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 
you know, trio of original friends. But, and, and this yeah. thing is, it gets really dark, and this is not a movie that's afraid to kill children. I'm just yes. flat out. Children die in this movie, and that's, like, Supposed really the first startling thing about it. You're like, holy crap, this is actually going to kill these kids. <laughs> uh, but it creates it where you have a real sense of tension. And by the end, where they do a, new, a neat sort of Oculus effect towards the end sequence with, like, sort of dual timelines going on at the same time that with two different cool. characters... I was actually super into it. That whole like that last third act, once it's at full tilt speed with yeah. the with the last main monster, the jangly man, who is fucking horrifying. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, this is this is damn good. I wish the whole movie had had this pace, but uh, still. But let's get a final thoughts. JC, get us started. Um, yeah, I didn't didn't have a lot of expectations for this, other than I mean, Guillermo's involvement made the expectations pretty high, I guess, but. Um, my approach to this was kind of cautious. Like, I know people were concerned about, you know, how these books would, would adapt to to a film and how it, would it look and things like that because the drawings are so iconic and that, I think, was people's main concern. And I think all across the board, uh, job well done, I think. I, uh, it it's, wasn't super scary, but it didn't need to be because it, it's it's about as scary as it would have been if I were... The eight, the age that this was really aiming to hit, um, performed really well. I think. I think anytime you can put uh, kid actors in, you know, in, in a movie and have them do really well, um, that always impresses me. And uh, yeah, I was really impressed by the lead actress whose name I don't uh, don't oh, know. Oh, uh, it is uh, Zoe Coletti. Yeah, this is a, good for her acting role because this proves like she can she can pull off goth, she can pull off nerdy, she can pull off like regular girl next door. Um, yeah, she did a really good job overall. Um, I would, I think in the end when it's going to end up being a pretty decent year for horror, and this will probably end up being like in the upper third of it, which is you know no, no slight by any means. Uh, I would give it. Seven out of ten uh, Dave Franco lookalikes. Where did they find that kid? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, what about you, Bob? Um, yeah, I, like I said, this is this is a, a good little starter set if you you want to get your uh, uh, you know younger friends or or, or kids or even a, a a significant other who's always like, oh, I I don't I don't like horror. Uh, this this is a, this is a good starter set. It's it, yeah. because it's not. I don't think it's traumatizing, but it's still well done, and it still is definitely horror. There's there's no question about that. Um, and it is occasionally, uh, in my opinion, well done. There's some pacing issues here, and it's not yeah. that I think the movie is too long. I just think that there are some things that should have moved more to clip, and maybe a couple of things that we could have slowed down on, and and you know had a little bit more uh, deep dive into backstory uh, because they're. they're there was some some fun stuff there, uh, but you know, generally, the I, I think you know making an anthology is always tricky, um, and you know, following a formula that, that's you know newly established is tricky as well. And I think this this does a really good job. Uh, you know, uh, if if, uh, if if Goosebumps is your your tween set, then then this is your your teen set. Uh, you know. Uh, Booking into to YA and you know after this you know fucking throw a slasher film at him if you want, <laughs> uh, but but by and large I I, I think this is gonna uh, I think this is gonna satisfy uh, a lot of people especially 
uh, you know, the folks who grew up in the nineties and this was iconic for them, they're going to go and they're going to, they're going to recognize these monsters and they're going to get the thrill out of that. And hopefully they're going to be bringing their kids with them and, you know, making a next generation of horror fan. So yeah, by and large, uh, you know, I, I have, I have warm feelings for this. I think it was all made. Nothing blew me away. You know, nothing's life changing, but I can definitely see myself like, you know, putting this on, uh, you know, every October or so to, mm-hmm. to you know, kind of warm my way into to some harder fare. Uh, I give it, uh, I'd say, a good uh, solid eight uh, bloodied fountain pens. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it at its worst for for an adult horror fan, you might be a little annoyed at how strongly it does in fact cling to the ring uh, structure. You know, we were talking to, to a friend of ours coming out who really bugged him, and I was like, "Dude, this is made for kids, like I like for teenagers." It's like we know they they borrowed a convenient story, a convenient structure, and honestly, we haven't seen one of these for a while. There was a while that every horror movie was just remaking The Ring, <laughs> and it's not close enough that it's overt. <laughs> it's just that basic, the basic act three act structure structure of it, and it borrows some other things as well, but it does it in kind of a charming, harmless way. And like I said, mad props to all the creature design. The monsters are so much fun in this movie. You only wish they were around in the movie longer than they are. Kind of wish they built up and they, like, you know, got to have a, all of them at once at the end or something. But... It comes to, like I said, a very solid ending. It's a very solid young cast. It actually has a really impressive score, I thought. The score was really good. Like, I kept noticing, wow, this is... They put, they really didn't spare effort at all on this thing. They put a lot of work into trying to make this a genuinely good movie. There's was interesting was moments of no score. Yeah. And then, like, really good score. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... I definitely would recommend this in, in general, but especially for younger viewers. And I hope that anyone sees this, goes and uh, tracks down this director's first two films. Once again, Troll Hunter and The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I think are both tremendously great movies. But uh, I will continue to look forward to whatever this guy does. And probably, uh, I don't know if he'll, he'll actually do the inevitable sequel, because this thing totally like ends on a... It ends on a sequel, though. Uh, and there were, there were apparently three... It was a set of three books. Okay. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, not even read the books. I can't gauge the. Yeah, I think it'll go like volume two, volume three, probably. Right. But uh, yeah, I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Um, I'm just saying, really awesome jangly mans because I yeah. love the jangly man. I want an action figure of him that you can take <laughs> apart and put back together, like the limbs all come off, and so you, and then you reattach them. Yeah, that that seems like there's some money <laughs> in the back. You reminded me of uh, like uh, of the the Invuche from uh, Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, well, I can see that, which is a terrifying design. Indeed. 